You're going to talk about Passover elements, the things that are on a, on a table when you arrive at a Passover, if you've never been to one. Now, I should tell you that the most important one is Jesus. Yes, amen. There's a lamb. Some you'll just see a little bone, but it's uh, ultimately you can you can bring as little of him as you want, and uh, he'll still save you. That's the and then the beauty <laughs> that uh, he is not uh, without power to save you. Mm. So. In the Passover, there are things that you do that have meaning. And there are things that you eat that have meaning, all right? Are you ready for the symbols? Number one, the first symbol is not on the Seder plate, not on the table. It's light. Every Friday night at sunset at Jewish Sabbath meals, as I mentioned, the woman of the household has the honor of lighting the festival lights. Likewise, to begin the Passover Seder, the woman of the household has the honor of lighting the festival lights at sunset. Why? Light is a symbol of God's presence. Why does a woman light the candles? Because Eve led the human race into sin. But God chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus, who would redeem mankind. Eve, the first to fall and the first to be redeemed. Every Sabbath night, every Passover, we're reminded that. Yeah. God told her clearly, do not do this thing or you'll die. She did it anyways. And she's the first to be redeemed. Other symbols on the table. A green vegetable, like a cucumber, for instance. There's lots of choices. They're green. How many vegetables are green? All that green yeah. stuff, yes. And that represents the hyssop branches used to apply the blood on the lamb, of the lamb to the doorpost in Egypt. Also considered a bitter herb. The eating of this green vegetable in salt water is a symbol of life and springtime. The Bible says the Israelites groaned in their slavery, cried out, and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groanings. Can you just say that for a second? God hears my groanings. Yeah. You know, when everybody else in your house is going, will you stop? Hmm. God's hearing your groanings. And he remembered his promise with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God hears your groanings and remembers his promise to Jesus. This reminds us to pray, to ask God for help because he promised to hear and help us. It's a green vegetable. See, you may want to start eating your vegetables. There's more <laughs> meaning there than ever before. I don't know if that's enough motivation for some people, <laughs> but... <laughs> now, there's also, the next thing, is a bitter herb. Typically, it's horseradish. Now, if you have kids, I would highly recommend parsley. Horseradish kid and fiery up. And they, that doesn't particularly help them inspire to follow Jesus. <laughs> but it does recall the bitterness of slavery. Traditionally... Horseradish is grated by hand by the man of the house till he begins to cry. And personally, that's the best taste in horseradish you'll ever eat, so I highly recommend it. Sin, like the bitter herb, tastes sweet at first, but then it's bitter. We always tell the story of Corey, of course, one of those early Passovers. She, uh, we gave her partially, but she hated it. It was in, uh, and she pled with us, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to. What if I don't sin? And we said, and I said, okay. I took her little parsley and I, I put it in a little bag. I said, we'll just keep this here, and if you don't sin, you don't have to eat it. <laughs> She didn't make it very long. <laughs> Back to the parsley. But it was a wonderful lesson is that you cannot control that thing. You need Jesus. Right. You know, no matter how much you hate sin, does not change the fact that you'll run to it again. Next thing is horosis. Starts with the CH sound, even though it's a silent C. Horosis. It's the clay of apples, nuts, cinnamon, and wine. Represents the bricks and mortar the Israelites were forced to make under Pharaoh's taskmasters. But for us, it, it represents sin. Sin, 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 bondage. We build walls around us. 
push people out, push God out. There's a roasted egg. It's a reminder of the temple holiday sacrifice. An egg is a symbol of life. It was offered at the temple during the Feast of Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. And it's, of all things, it means peace. All right? In Deuteronomy 16, 16, we need peace with God. So Easter eggs, ironically, there actually <laughs> is an Easter egg that does mean something. You don't have to dye it and color it. It, it simply means peace. Salt water symbolizes the tears shed by the Israelite slaves. It also reminds us when we crossed the salty Red Sea when they were set free. So tears, freedom, they go together. Yeah. Notice the meanings of the elements are all things we struggle with daily. Yeah. <laughs> the feasts are built to be our daily companions to remind us of truth, right? All right, the big one. The roasted lamb bone is a reminder of the temple sacrifice and the first Passover lamb. Now, since the temple's destruction, they don't eat lamb. Some do, but most don't. Because there's no way to properly sacrifice right. it without a temple, right? Right. But most Christians do eat lamb at Passover. We do. And it just basically is repentance. So it's a very important symbol. What do the Jews do with no temple and no blood to deal with their sin? Since they can't put their hope in the blood of the sacrifice, they focus on obeying the law. Now, for them, the oral law is just as holy as the written law, which means it's not what God said, but what the rabbis have just made up through the years. They have to obey all of that in order to be right with God. Including the, like, Talmud period and everything? Everything. Wow. You're talking thousands, tens of thousands of pages of stuff yeah. nobody could ever follow. Since the lamb and even the shank bone make the, re the really, really religious Jews think of the possibility that Yeshua, Jesus, might actually be the Messiah, many now use a chicken leg bone. They don't even use a, uh, they don't even use a lamb. They're mm. saved by a chicken. Fake news at its best right there. That's yeah, pretty sad. <laughs> so they now disregard the need for a mediator. No need for Moses. We have the law itself directly from God to the rabbis. And no need for the Messiah, the lamb or bone or mediator. We have the law directly from God. It's, a, it's the worst trap you could ever fall under. So going all the way back to the beginning when we started, the reason celebrating the Passover is so important is that it reveals the need for the blood, for forgiveness, for the Messiah. What did I tell you when we first started? Everything is about a person. It's all a story. It's not a story. It's about a person. The law can bring us to Yeshua, Jesus, but it can't replace him or his blood. All right, so that's the lamb. Another big symbol, the masa, the unleavened bread. The Israelites fleeing Egypt had no time for it to rise. The bread without leaven deals with pride and sin. The Feast of Unleavened Bread begins the day after Passover, tomorrow. Celebrated for one week, you get rid of all the yeast in your house. No regular bread for a week. Why no leaven? And why do you eat the Passover clothed and you're ready to leave? Well, we live clothed in Christ and no longer see sin as our home. We can't let little sins creep into our lives and go unchecked because if we get distracted, we may find ourselves in the world, Egypt, mm -hmm. while our people of God have left with our destiny. Yeah. What causes you to sin that you can fast from for the next week? And let's go past bread. Let's go past yeast. What is it that's in your life that you need to fast from? Mm. See, we are the bread. Leaven or yeast or sin. The sin of pride causes us to puff up and think we're better than others. When we become Christians, we get rid of all of our sin. We become unleavened bread. But we may not be acting like unleavened bread, huh? Might have let that yeast back in. Matzah reminds us that one day we'll live in heaven with new bodies that have no sin. It's a wonderful symbol. Mm -hmm. One other kind of minor one, but it's kind of important. The open and closed door. In John 10, it says, Jesus said to them, I am the door of the sheep. 
what was he talking about? He said, door? Well, the man of the house, a Passover, would look into the face of the lamb and slit its throat. Blood would run down on his feet into the ditch at the foot of the doorway. He would take the hyssop branch with one hand and blood ran down his arm. Then down the other arm as he's putting it up on the blood on each side and, and sprinkled down on his own head as he's putting the blood on the top. Mm-hmm. Which ends up is four sides of the door. Yeah. Completely covered in blood. So you have four sides of the door, four cups of wine. You can see that symbol of four coming up as we continue to go forward.